Hello and welcome to the first episode of Dropping the Mic, a podcast about everything when nothing is left off the table. If you're someone like me who's just curious of any would love listening to this podcast. On today's podcast, I'll be dropping the mic with Aditi Kanna and Ken Hugh. Aditi is a triathlon runner, a scuba diver, a wakeboarder. The list just goes on and on and on. And Ken, on the other hand, loves doing bouldering, loves kayaking, and does just planking for fun sometimes. So if you're someone who's bored to go to the gym but want to lose weight, you want to look good in 2021, you still want to be active, lose that beer belly, you have to listen into this podcast because you're going to get some really cool tips. So in today's podcast, we have two people. These guys are the most active people that you'll see in Singapore. They're doing all kinds of monkey business all the time and would love to understand from them what they are up to nowadays. So we'll start off with Aditi, ladies first. The last time I met Aditi, and just, just to give you context, I was two bottles of wine down, three tequila shots down, a basket of french fries, and Aditi was walking back and she's like, hey Mayank, what's up? Let's catch up. But I need to go right now because I need to prep for my triathlon <laughs> that I'm running tomorrow. <laughs> so do you want to just talk to us about triathlons and how, do you, how did you get into that? That's kind of a funny story because the thing is, I was never a runner. And then at some point, I don't know what happened. At some point, I just I decided that I wanted to get my cardio up a little bit more. So I started running and I'll never forget my first run, which was three kilometers around Marina Bay. I was I was so tired at the end of it. I was I, I thought I don't understand why people do this. It's horrible. And then it sort of just became an addiction. So that one run a week turned into, I guess, two runs a week. The two runs a week turned into three runs a week. Then three runs a week turned into, let's do 30 kilometers every week. And it just sort of built up to that. So now I started to realize that my body gets a lot more fatigue if I, if I do things like, like, for example, if I run on a Monday, I can't run at 100% because then I won't be able to run on a Tuesday at 100% too. So I've started to do zone running. Okay. So it's it's just about how, it, it, it's all progression. I guess it's, it's just about being consistent. And that's how the whole running thing happened. Then after the running thing happened, I got kind of bored of running. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's buy a bicycle. Then the cycling started to happen. And I was always a swimmer. So the swimming was always the easy bit. And then the next thing I know, this one day I decided, hey, you know, let's try a mini triathlon. So I tried the mini triathlon, loved it. And then I decided to do the full triathlon, loved it. And the rest is history, so I guess. So what, what happens in a triathlon? Like, what, what's, how much do you run? How much do you swim? It depends on the type of triathlon that you do. So if you're doing a sprint, then your swim is about 750 meters. Your bicycle, your transition, you have, a, you have a transition after that. So, I mean, it depends on you, but typically people try to take like a minute to a minute and 30 seconds to like get into their, their gear and go for their bike ride. The bike ride is about 18K. Mm -hmm. And after you finish the bike ride, you do a five kilometer run. So this is, this is a sprint. But then if you have to do the Olympic distance, which is how people slowly graduate to it, and you don't go from sprint to Olympic distance, you go from sprint to maybe an aquathlon, which is a combination of swimming and running, okay. and then maybe a duathlon, which, are, which is a combination of biking and running, and then finally you get to your Olympic distance, and your Olympic distance is 1.5 kilometers, 
swim, and this is open water swimming, followed by 40 kilometers on the bike, and then a 10 kilometer run. So that's the Olympic distance. That's that's my quota for like one year. <laughs> yeah. 40 kilometers of cycling in one year, yay! Yeah. Yeah. No, not so, even that. Not, but I do, I do a triathlon in a year. Okay. It's just that it takes me a year to finish it. So longer transition yeah. stop. <laughs> longer transition stop, yeah. That's it. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Not too bad, yeah. Has, is this something possible. that you would want to try? Uh, I want to say no. <laughs> I want to say no. Okay. So uh, on Ken, Ken basically, the first memory that I have of you is uh, catching up on the Raja Ampat trip. Yeah. But even before that, uh, we had a planking competition in office. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, the, there was this guy who used to work out in the gym like six days a week and he was like this fan favorite to win it. And he got a time of some three, three and a half minutes. I mean, our office is pretty unfit, so for that, it was pretty good. And then Ken walks up and he's like, oh, okay, th th I can beat this. And he just does a plank for like five or six minutes or what? I is it? don't recall. He does a plank for five minutes. He's like, have I been in the time? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, I'm done. Not a sweat. Not a sweat was broken. Anyway, so, so Ken, obviously, you have like, you know, superhuman fitness levels. <laughs> Not at all. But you went across this uh, kayaking trip in Rajampath, which was beautiful. The pictures looked amazing. Yeah. Tell us more about that. So if I'm getting my facts right, 2018 Rajampath in Indonesia. So there's different trails. There's like North Rajampath and then, you know, A, B and C. I mean, we go with a a kayaking company based mm -hmm. in Singapore called Kayak Asia. And they just, that's their business. They go out to places in Indonesia, in the Philippines, in, in Thailand to, to take people. And it's, you know, anywhere between, I don't know, six to 12 odd folks. Okay. I think for our trip, it was deemed a, an expedition, as in it was pretty much unsupported. I want to say it was about nine days. And it's literally island hopping from one part, stay there for a night, maybe hang around the, the area for a while. And then the next day, kayak to the next place okay so it's you know anywhere between 10 20 kilometers and then just snorkeling eating resting kayaking rinks and repeat and, and if, if someone wants to do this from singapore yeah how do they go about it how mm. do they book their trip oh yeah I mean, just there's a local company so kayak asia like jump on the okay. website jump on the instagram obviously nothing's being run at the moment given covid but yeah, they just, I think they host it at least twice a year. I mean, there's like different trails that they go on okay. and you just follow them on social media and put your hand up. So it's pretty, pretty easy there. And uh, was this the first time you were kayaking? No, no, and no. At, so that's another question, right? At what fitness level do you need to be to do this? So I think the And dumb discovery. it down because not everyone can do a five minute plank. Yeah, <laughs> plank's got nothing to do with kayaking. I, you know, I, I think the, I think I caught an expedition. So the expedition, the unsupported piece where, where you're camping from place to place, is probably a little bit more advanced. I think if you're getting into the sport, I would say go on a discovery mission with okay. them, which is basically a supported kayaking trip. Like you'll have the first time that we went was in 2017 and we haven't even picked up the sport. So my wife and I, she booked it. She was like, look, we need to go out. We need to do things. Let's try kayaking. I said, okay, why not? And the first thing that she booked was a trip to Bohol in the Philippines for like six or seven days. Okay. And, and mind you, we hadn't done this at all. So you hadn't sat on a kayak? So I hadn't sat on a kayak, don't have any of the gear, don't know what to expect. I mean, we've done beach holidays, but this is just completely different. This is insane. So that's what kind of 
prompted us to to get into it yeah. and yeah, it's been it's been amazing but that's been that was really simple like you did not need to have fitness you don't need to obviously have sat in a kayak before or anything like that it was a st- steeper learning curve but yeah. it was supported so. so so the philippines trip yeah how that how, was amazing so that's that's discovery or whatever right yeah so how how long did you kind no, that's uh sorry i think they, they call it exploration but it's essentially a supported trip got it and, yeah. and how long was that that uh, was six to ten days oh six to um, ten days of okay. of kayaking and but it's this but like how much do you kayak in a day it depends on what we're doing I, i think with that one they have a lot more breaks and like we went to chocolate hills we went to have a look at the tazias okay so there was some other pieces that were built into it where you're not actually kayaking every single day but the majority of time you may be kayaking for a little bit go to a certain secluded area um, where the boats can't access and then you just spend most of your time just floating or snorkeling okay um, so it's not it's not a kayaking like you're not there to kayak every single day you, you're there basically to enjoy the water the crystal clear got it awesome. all that stuff it's fantastic i, I went kayaking once in mekuchi park don't judge aditi i can see the judgment on your face i'm uh, not at all <laughs> i got to say all of these trips that we do is in a double yeah. yeah these doubles i think there's pros and cons to it like by the end of our bohol trip we realized that it's it's like a, a make or break marriage relationship yeah. vehicle because in the next like first couple of days if you're not finding your groove you're going to be constantly bickering and it oh, really no. tests your relationship and like this is the first time we did it so yeah. i was like in the front i should have been in the back and we didn't know what strokes we should do but we worked it out so by the end of it i think we became stronger but i've i've heard horror stories of you know by the end of the trip there's people like literally jumping out of the kayak yeah. to swim the rest of the way what what if somebody can't keep up with the pace like what happens in that um, if it's a double it's fine because you're always together it's just sure, you're okay. out of yeah. sync right but the group itself can actually get spread out mm-hmm. quite a long way it just depends like if you're going from the main island to a smaller island it's like you know the direction that you're heading yeah. and they will stop at certain points in time so you can catch up i mean it's like it's like pe right you kind of don't want to be at the end because you get the least amount of break time but yeah. if you're at the front you get there to your destination you're kind of chill out you maybe jump out of your kayak and you know swim around and then by the time people catch up you're you're rested and then you you go but it just depends on the guides they they try to be as inclusive as possible to the kayaking thing you know so the one thing is kayak asia they they're running expeditions right now in singapore as well through covid oh really yeah despite yes. covid they're still running expeditions okay so which i thought was pretty cool so i did one of their expeditions which was again like just a discovery one it was so hard It was really really hard because you're kayaking from Pongol okay to Pulau Ubin okay and then like they take you through the mangroves which is lovely like the mangroves are super nice you'll never see it without a kayak right like i feel like yeah. if i was not in that vehicle i like i wouldn't be able to see the mangroves and be like yeah. so close to it so i highly recommend that that was amazing because you go through the mangroves but while coming back you're going to be sort of against the current and then when you're kayaking <laughs> against the current Man. that could be a test of a relationship yeah. you know like oh i'm so dead right now the sun's I, up there. i would love to do this but i just feel like my body will not allow me to do it and and i'm speaking for masses here okay not everyone can masses can get, get <laughs> oh, pun intended <laughs> not everyone can jump onto a kayak and and do philippines like yes, oh I, so, let's do that so that requires commitment right because it's like 6 days that you're doing this but yeah. pulao bin like the one here this is this could qualify as a discovery one it's like 
three hours or something. Yeah, it's right? like oh, okay. I think it was five hours or something. But then they could like break it down for you, like so you get to this one part of the island, and then you're chilling there, and then you go through the mangroves, and then you chill after the mangroves are done. Then when you're coming back, you can stop at Connie Island. Okay. And then relax there, and then so that would be a good idea if you want to get into kayaking. I I highly recommend it. Like it's you're just thrown into the water there, and you're like, okay, yeah. let's figure it out, you know. And the waters are okay yeah. i think like compared to st john's if you okay. go from sentosa to st john's yeah. some of the waves there can be pretty strong okay so i always thought kayaking is done in like flat water depends yeah. there's like this river and there's sea and okay. depending on the weather there's been oh, there's okay. been stories where I, we went to bungus bay and that was basically a storm huge waves but we were relatively safe like it's it, okay. it is safe i would say <laughs> This conversation is scaring me a little bit. <laughs> but you should try it because no, that one you didn't need like. Usually in Singapore they say you need some sort of certification like yeah. advanced. Big. We didn't have any of it. We just went there and we're like, yeah, let's give it a shot because I mean we're bored, you know. Got it. At this point, that's it. They they put you in a double kayak and then you're kayaking through, and it's amazing. Okay, I'll give this a shot. Maybe I'll go through the certification actually. So the cert is yeah. for if you want to rent a a local. Like water, water venture, some of okay. their kayaks. Got it. Then you need a cert because it's subsidised heavily by government. Oh, okay. Um, so they want to ensure that you know how to use it. This is a private company that is bringing people out, but these boats, like these kayaks that they have, they're all they are you basically blow blow them up. So it's all like really sturdy and very hard to to kind of capsize. Got it. The ones that you rent for water venture, yeah, you can capsize and like I. You, you want to do your survey. Okay, got yeah. it. Okay. This seems super interesting. Like, I would, I, I just thought I'd get to know a little bit more about kayaking. I never knew that I would <laughs> no, actually like, be interested in doing it. Now we're selling you the idea yeah. of actually going. <laughs> like I told you, my only kayaking experience is me and a couple of friends uh, and my wife. We went to uh, Mikrichi and we just rented kayaks there and we. But even that's very around. nice. Yeah. yeah, that's very nice. That's yeah. awesome. It's not like, I, I wouldn't think while doing that that I would ever go to Indonesia or Philippines for 10 days and do the same thing but yeah, I didn't think that either and yeah. I was just kind of thrown to the deep end no I think <laughs> yeah I, I'm more of a let's take it one step at a time guy oh me too but uh, I, no, you, I you, had no choice though. you're a giant leap <laughs> no, friend no, I had no choice I was literally <laughs> this is where we're going this is the packing list just pack it and I was like okay let's just do it okay so, so a lot of trust in the wife obviously yeah obviously yeah, yeah. I mean, all of us do right Aditi, you need to be the trustworthy one from next week. Oh? Yeah, wakeboarding. We before uh, I forget about that. You do a lot of wakeboarding as well, right? Not as much lately because the thing is with COVID, it's it's quite hard to to rent a boat and all of that because most people can't leave the island, right? So right now, when I called the wakeboarding company, they booked out for I think the next month. So you need to book in advance. Wow. So I haven't been going oh, that wow. often, but you still have the option to go to the wake park in East Coast. That's still an option. What is a wake park? So that I wouldn't recommend a wake park for beginners because I started in the wake park and okay. it's very surprising that I continued with it after. She organized sort of like a wakeboarding thing where a bunch of us, this was before COVID, pre-COVID, a bunch of us, we decided to go to Batam mm -hmm. and Batam has a wakeboarding park and it was quite reasonable. It was like $100 where you're in the park all day beer is like four dollars or something so whenever you want to chill you can get a beer and like relax nice yeah. so i learned how to wakeboard when i was in that park and with the cable 
you don't have like when you start off with a boat the boat sort of slows down to sort of help you get up but with the cable it's at the same speed so if you're a pro or if you're just starting off you're still going to go at the same speed as everyone you know so that's how i learned how to wakeboard and then i after that i got on to the boat and i enjoyed the boat a lot more than i did with the cable park but now if you ask me i think i'd i'd still go to the cable park just because you don't have to wait that long when Got you're it. on the boat it's you need to wait for everyone to finish their turn and then you get on so when you go to the wake park it's more like a workout where it's like okay let's let's go whenever you know yeah you but is the experience the same doing it in the wake park and once you get the hang of it like once you learn how to stand and all of that then it's the same thing but on the boat it's just a lot nicer because you get to see like different paths like when you when you're on that river you end up seeing like a, a little piece of the river you'll see other people doing it as well at the same time but when you're in the park you're just sort of going around in a circle the entire time so it really depends on you like i think lately i just prefer the the wake park instead of the boat because okay. because the boat you need to go all the way to pongol get on the boat and then so do you do it for a workout or do you do it for this like let's have some fun i think a little bit of both one point i i started doing it more as like a workout thing so i'd, okay. I'd go to the wake park with like a friend every tuesday because tuesdays was it tuesdays or thursdays so one of those two days was like ladies night so we used to pay like i think 40 dollars this discrimination <laughs> has to stop <laughs> so we used to pay 40 dollars otherwise it's like 80 or something I, i can't remember the exact price i think it was like 40 or 30 dollars or something like that and then we so it was more like a workout that we'd go every week to East Coast Park and like do it but then otherwise it was more like a recreational thing like on a saturday or a sunday you and your friends wake up get on the boat and then you're like chilling on the boat taking videos of each other and then a lot of them got more into wake surfing which i which i didn't like so much i wasn't very good at it i think okay. it's because i never grew up snowboarding or i never grew up like skateboarding and that, that that's all like new to me so for me it was like quite new getting on like a board and doing this so yeah it's, it's quite a bit of fun awesome the 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 one takeaway i have from that is that you get beer for four dollars not in singapore in batam <laughs> oh in batam oh yeah, yeah. So bring your passport so can't go now anyway right can't go no yeah But actually you brought up wake surfing did you want to talk about the difference So wakeboarding is so you have a board and then your feet are strapped on to the board and then you have a cable that pulls you So if you're doing it on a boat you're you're strapped on to this board and then the cable starts to pull you and then you start to get up and then you start to move from So wake is basically the the wave that the board the boat creates Mm-hmm. and then you can go from one side of the wake to the other got if you're it. very good then you can jump <laughs> but I'm do you do that no. oh okay i should be jumping but every time I, i i even think of trying it's like my brain thinks faster and then i look down and i'm like oh no 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 i, I don't yeah, think yeah. i can jump yet so that that's that's wake boarding with wake surfing it's you're not strapped on to the board so you're sort of on a surfboard and then the It's a, and you can't do this at a at the wakeboarding park. You have to do it on a boat. So the boat sort of creates a wave. So you, it depends on how many people are on a boat. You need to sit in a particular direction so that like if for example you're right footed, you need to be in a certain side. Mm-hmm. And then the waves are created and then feels like you're surfing. Then you can just toss the the cable and then you're like surfing along with the wake, you know? Yeah. And the further you put your foot forward, you go forward. If you put your foot back, you go. You stay at the back. So it's quite a lot of fun, but it's just not for me. Like I, I like the wakeboarding thing better, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, guys, if you're hearing a lot of uh, 
clanking it's because my dog is <laughs> i don't know very attracted to ken for some reason so this is awesome right so in today's conversation we i learned that you can a do kayaking in singapore or at least start learning yeah. how to do like the big stuff not the mcritchie baby stuff it's uh, <laughs> it's so fun it's so experience right absolutely and then you can also do wakeboarding in yeah. singapore and not yet i guess right Oh yeah, you can do wake surfing. You can? you can get on a boat and go wake surfing. It really depends on on you. Like most people prefer wake surfing just because it's it's not as bad for your knees. Okay. When you're on a wakeboard it's like the the jump yeah, yeah, yeah. so you. Okay. So and if you need to do triathlons they they quite a few and right now Singapore's uh, I don't know if they've opened up or not but they started doing digital triathlons as well. So that's just a uh, bullshit. What is digital triathlon? So how much time can you spend on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube at the same time? <laughs> 20 hours on Instagram, 2 hours on Facebook. Is that it? Close enough, no? Okay. <laughs> so you pay us I'm going to add money. some fake laughter on this laugh uh, <laughs> track. So you pay and then after that you sort of have an app and then the app tracks your swim, your run and your bike basically. Oh, okay. And people don't cheat. I mean there's no first place or anything no, so I don't I mean, think you're anyone would. Yourself if you do that. Come on. I, I, I would. <laughs> <laughs> For the medal at the end. <laughs> It's a bragging rights, right? Yeah. And then I'll go on to my digital platforms and just Hey guys, I just finished a digital triathlon. <laughs> Can you also do rock climbing, right? Bouldering, yes. Bouldering. Yeah. What's the difference? I think rock climbing is like the broader discipline which has everything from like lead to indoor with ropes and 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 belaying devices and bouldering which is basically just upper upper specific wall so i i i do the ladder i don't do the lead or belaying or anything like that where do you go in singapore to do that so i only do indoor so there's different places i think we started off with climb central the one in Kang Wave yeah and then we've branched out to like kinetics to Boulder Plus Boulder World yeah just a, a bunch of places i mean there's every so often they will change their walls so it's it's helpful for you to go to other places if you keep going there yeah. you don't want to be climbing the same types of routes yeah, yeah. so you just switch and you go to another place and check that out for for a while and then switch over to another but i'm assuming singapore is a small island right so you you must have done pretty much all the courses that are available here but they change it every like some change it every two weeks some change it every oh, okay. month and, okay. and it'll be sections right so you go there you'll figure out all the ones that you want to work on at a at a say a certain level yeah and you might actually start to project it so you might not be able to finish it in that one session but you know over the course of a few weeks you'll kind of get to that next stage or got to get a little bit more progress and hopefully you know eventually finish it by the time they they switch it got it and if you've kind of gotten everything done then you can just go to another gym and you know check out what what they have okay have you done rock climbing uh sorry yes. bold drink bold drink yeah, yeah uh, when I don't think they they have the bouldering place anymore. It was called Gorilla something. Ooh, it was it was it. out in Bidok. Okay. So I've gone there to do it, and then a friend of mine took me to Dairy Farms, and Dairy Farms has like a it's bouldering area. Yeah. Uh, like this was outdoors though. So freaked out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so freaked out. What's difference doing it outdoors or indoors? You still fall, right? 
Yeah, yeah. The fall is the same, right? I'm, uh, not really. So bouldering, there's no like there's you no don't have strap. a belaying device, but you only go to a certain height. So yeah. and there's thick mats at the bottom. So if you fall, you just fall on those mats. Yeah. I think with indoor, it's a little bit easier because it's you know they they construct it in a way that you you're gonna get you know all of the coverage. If you do outdoor like you did people bring their own mats you mm. need to position it in a way like you need to be actually experienced and like oh. you need to know kind of what you're doing okay yeah. which is why i don't like, I, i don't know what i'm doing so my my question to both of you is why do you guys do the most extreme thing first <laughs> why don't you like phase it out in in like a stepwise manner well the thing is if you do the most extreme thing and then you sort of have an idea that mm, i could do this again you know and then when you have that thought in your head that i can do this again that's when you start like getting better at it but if you think that i i never ever do this again then you don't even want to bother spending time to like get better at it like know? like i said i'm thinking like commoners here as a commoner when i said i want to kayak i went to mekrichi can took a 6 day trip in philippines <laughs> i didn't have a choice though i think that the part that i really liked about it is how you need to be strategic so you need to plan like you look at it and then you sort of need to plan how you're going to get up there mm-hmm. because you can only go a certain height and then when you're actually doing it you realize oh my 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 plan was not very good at all <laughs> <laughs> the strategy is not to climb at all <laughs> no then you come back down and then you think again and you're like because like I'm the person that doesn't want to give up at all like I'm like oh come on I can do this like and then you you see like a kid doing it next to you and the kid yeah. makes his way up and you're like come on if the kid can do it I can do it you know fair so it's yeah so that's like one key difference with indoor the routes are set you okay. know exactly what you're meant to be doing the the certain holds like it may be the same color for example or they'll mark it in a way that you know that you need to you can only use these holds to kind Lauren. of get to this top and this is where the top is and i think normally they set it in a way that you know there's a specific beta that people want to should be using or this is like a pretty efficient way to do it but you can always challenge yourself and like not use certain holds or okay. you know skip holds for example got it got it and also the holes are of different colors as well so you can sort of tell if it's a beginner's color or an advanced color and all of that got it so i'm assuming the holes are like i'm hanging by like not always uh, no, no, no. not, not always. always sometimes you'll yeah. always have an, the ability to grip Okay. And with bouldering, apparently, this is what someone told me that you need to use your legs more than your arms, and I'm like, what? No way! Like, yeah. I feel like I'm using my arms the whole time. Yeah, you know? I totally agree to that, though. Yeah, that it's true. You do need to use your legs. It yeah, that's what a friend of mine was like. I think you're doing it wrong because you need to use your legs. You're pulling yourself up too much, and I'm like, how do I use my legs? Like, <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, so your arms are just to balance yourself out. It just depends on the route. Yeah. Like, okay. And and so like going back to the holds piece, there's. like the really small ones that you talked about like crimps and everything but they've got slopers as well which is you, you can't really grip it there's no like it's it's a slope yeah and you've got like big jugs which i think most people think about when they think about rock climbing it's nice big easy ones yeah so yeah there's like different ones and they just challenge you in different ways so that's why you can have people that never climbed before to start to do bouldering and you can have people that's fairly experienced and know what they're doing to okay. also go to the same place and still find enjoyment there awesome Uh thanks guys this was uh, super enlightening I was the lockdown difficult for you guys that you couldn't take a kayak and go to I don't know Timbuktu and do your <laughs> kayak expedition or you climb Mount Everest just because you know <laughs> somebody told you to do it yeah <laughs> honestly was it uh, has it been uh, difficult like not being able to travel and do all these experiences in other countries do you want to go first I guess for me it was very difficult initially since This might be the longest time I've ever been in Singapore. 
before this like i i guess i guess like every other person that's that's almost every other person that's living here i used i used to leave the country every like two weeks or something to go on like vacation yeah. somewhere i've used your excel sheet yeah i used it <laughs> so i have an excel tracker for like my to plan my travel and then i plan like potential destinations there so it, that part was quite difficult because i guess now i'm sort of stuck here but then the good thing is i i think i managed to figure out how to keep myself busy mm-hmm. and that's when i started to set like these these very random goals which is like i want to make sure that i do 30 kilometers then 30 kilometers after i did it for 4 weeks because my grandfather used to tell me this one thing where it's like you know it takes 7 days to break a habit but it takes 21 days to make one so every time if i did this consistently for 21 days then i'd up my target a little bit mm-hmm. so i kept doing that and the same thing with cycling as well like i guess i started off with like i i started to enjoy cycling a little less just because like once when chris and i chris is my fiance but when chris and i were cycling we sort of got into a really random crash and then after that i was like uh, i don't it's like risk versus reward yeah, yeah. i wasn't sure if i wanted to you clearly didn't think about risk versus reward while climbing the boulder right <laughs> no nah, that was that was more like a friend saying hey let's do this and i was thinking yeah let's do it and then i got there and i'm like what what did i sign up for and and for me like i knew that we were bouldering but then i thought there would be the option to do the rock climbing but then no no option you go there and it's like this is it oh okay and then i'm like i've done this once before it okay. uh, was fun <laughs> so i go ahead so anyway then i started to cycle like I guess I got to like a 40 kilometer a week target and then this was 2 weeks ago where I, I decided to do the round the island in Singapore so that's about what 125 kilometers wow that was a lot of fun and and I have friends wow. that do it every week you know yeah so every week they go around the island but for me on my very very bad bike that was a lot of fun though like nice. doing doing it like so it's, it's just like I guess it's about keeping busy during the lockdown it's you you just set like these goals make sure you do them 21 days straight and then up the goal a little bit yeah. just a little by little yeah, yeah. and then yeah i love it that's that's a good mindset to take I, yeah. i i think mine's a little bit less structured than that so i think we transitioned from doing kayaking on a on a pretty regular basis like every weekend to doing bouldering mainly because it like it it felt right and that was like 2019 so most of 2019 we climbed a lot and we got to like a regular groove of hey we're trying to do this every 3 or 4 times a week but when covid hit everything was closed and so i yeah there was definitely a, a point in time where i i think we just transitioned to like home hit workouts <laughs> right okay, you, yeah, you yeah. sign up at 45 and that was pretty good we like we're pretty introverted anyway so us needing to go out all the time and mingle and everything wasn't there and bouldering in itself is pretty indoorsy so yeah. you know it was just even more indoors but yeah. just in the confines of your home but yeah when things started to open up a little bit later that that was fine so i think generally speaking it wasn't so hard we just transitioned to something that made sense for us which was hit were you able to get all of the equipment because i remember no. yeah it was so <laughs> Not crazy when lockdown hit i was like everything sold out like kettlebells gone yeah. any sort of dumbbells cycles gone. bicycles yeah. cycles they still low on stock apparently yeah. on cycles i don't know yeah. everyone suddenly has become uh, lance armstrong in singapore 
Uh, but you know, honestly, I think that lockdown cycling was the most amazing experience ever. Yeah. No cars <laughs> on the road. It's just you. And yeah. I think I end up discovering quite a bit of Singapore just on a bicycle during that period of time because there are no drivers there. You know. Yeah. So now that now that lock is we're not technically in lockdown, right? So now that Singapore is more open, I would highly recommend people doing this kayaking thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, try bouldering. Bouldering is opened up, or they're still. Yeah. So you need to book it. It's fine. Yeah, you need to book it. Do, yeah. do you still go though? Yeah. Have you been any time this like recently? So right now, we're at like three or four times a week. Okay. Um, so pretty regular. Three or four times a week. Yeah, it just oh. depends on. So how that's much. your workout basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> yeah, these yeah. are like two and a half, three hour sessions. So. He's only using his legs anyway. He's not really doing anything with his hands. I don't get it's it. Pretty. I still don't understand how people it's ironic are like, you need to use your legs. I'm known for not really using my legs oh, really? as much. But like more recently, I've been yeah, definitely using my legs and, and being more efficient. And it's just your arms die so yeah. quickly. Right? Yeah. And your legs are obviously bigger muscles. So yeah. you want to try and use that as much as possible. Just going back, if you're, if you're still in Singapore and you want to do things... Try kayaking, the discovery thing through the kayak yeah, Asia. Kayak Asia. Kayak yeah. Asia. Okay. Try bouldering. I will put the links in the podcast or in the YouTube below in the description. Yep. And then wakeboarding. Yeah. Uh, so you can go to East Coast Park and do it in the cable park. Otherwise, you can. I think it's called Wake Pirates. You can find them on on Instagram. Okay. And uh, yeah, you just have to book in advance because everything's booked out for. I guess no one can go anywhere, so it's always booked out. So yeah. Just book in advance. Have and, you yeah. have you been to Wave House? That's just the one the, in Sentosa, right? Yeah, but I think they moved to East. Oh, so did they? Okay. it's like an it's an artificial wave, okay. and you can actually do surfing there, and you can oh, do nice. the wakeboarding. I think. Yeah, not the surfing. I've only tried the surfing bit on the, and this was in Sentosa when it was yeah. there. So I had a few friends that had come down and were like, so whenever friends come down, it's almost like I try to do like the things that I I wouldn't do myself in Singapore. Like for example, I think the funniest was when I had this this one friend come down to Singapore. I got like the pass for Universal Studios mm-hmm. because I knew I'd have to go there a couple of times. So otherwise, I would never go. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when I did it for the first time. And that was a lot of fun. And we tried the skydiving thing as well in uh, mm. Sentosa. Yeah. It's sort of the simulated one or whatever. So you get in there and, and it's still fun because you're, you're sort of like, I know I'm not going to fall. Like, I'm, I'm very, very scared of skydiving. Like, I'd never, ever do it. But this was fine for me just because, you know, nothing's going to happen. It's just sort of like this air thing. And oh, like, yeah. It's, it's cool. Oh, what's it? You can do that in Sentosa, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, okay. I don't know if they're open, but... Yeah, I guess they should be. I think should they be. should be open yeah. now, yeah. Yeah. It's not much personal contact while you're diving. But yeah. it's just getting yeah. to Sentosa is kind of annoying now, no? Oh, why you is need that? To, you, you need to book and all of that before oh, you I, go. I've not been there, like so... That. Okay. Cool, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the podcast and, and initiating this new journey of mine. <laughs> uh, you'll be one of 52 podcasts that I'm planning to do next year. So, like, thank one you. One a week? One a week. Okay. One a week, okay. That's, it's ambitious. Think you think Ken it. is the only one that can say I'm going to jump on a kayak and go to Philippines? I also want to do something ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thanks for having us. All yeah, right. thank you. Thanks, guys. Alright, thanks for listening. I hope that was uh, inspiring for some people. It really inspired me. I'm definitely going to go do some wakeboarding, some kayaking pretty soon. And I hope to find some listeners uh, in these places as well. If you like the show, please do tune in next week as well. Uh, you heard it right. I plan to do 52 episodes next year it's a very ambitious goal and your support would be much appreciated if you don't like it give me another shot you might change your mind 
Thanks for tuning in and thanks for listening once again. Stay safe and let's try and be active in 2021.